Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of More Business, More Life. And today we're going to literally talk about more business and more life. How do we actually choose the life we want and build our business around that? We have to learn to contain our business so that we get the most important things done for the highest productivity, for the highest outcome, while choosing to live our highest life. What are the things that we love to do and include that in our life now, not later, not when, oh, when I have this success, then I'll have the life I want. No, 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 no. We actually have more success in our business and in our life when we choose life and business together right now. And you might be saying, that's crazy. How do you do it? Well, That's what we're going to spend the rest of this episode talking about. What are the simple things that you can do right now so you can start having both more business and more life? Let's dive in. Today, I have Stephanie Vetter joining me as my co-host, Giovanni and Melissa are not able to join us today, and that's not going to stop us. You know, we, uh, we love them and we're wishing them well in all their endeavors today. And we want to keep our momentum here with our episodes. And what Stephanie and I were thinking we wanted to talk about today is we've been talking in, in the last, you know, seven, eight episodes or however many we've had in season two, we've been talking a lot about our core purpose, our core values. We made a whole series on that. We also started talking about choice and our, our mindset around all these things. And you might be thinking, wow, this is a lot of like more life, which it is. And we want to, where's the more business part? And we did talk about businesses. It wasn't like an absolute zero. But you know, the thing about this, a lot of people ask me when we talk about more business and more life, it often comes up. And I may have said this before in a previous episode, but people ask me there, they say, are are you, are you all, you know, life coaches or business coaches? And then I, I quickly say, well, I hope you don't die when you go to work. You know, this is all life. So we, you know, we want to look at how all this integrates and how does this impact our business? And Stephanie, feel free to ask me questions as well, but I just want to open up with a question for you. As you've gone through this work over the years and bringing all these value sets into your life and into your work life, is there one that's like top tier, like that just that you noticed made substantial impact in your business and your revenue once you started implementing one of the core values or just the overall essence of more business and more life? Just curious. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And as you're sitting here teeing that up, I'm like, oh gosh, how am I going to pick one thing? Because I think it all, it is integrating those things in over time and trying to figure out like, what is the thing that you can integrate into your life the quickest? It's going to make the greatest impact and like what to do first. But I think looking back, I didn't necessarily have that awareness of like, okay, what's the thing that I could do right now to make the biggest change? I think it was just the overall desire to have that, to simply have more business and more life at the same time. Like that was enough for me to say, oh my gosh, you could do that. <laughs> like that's a yeah. thing. And yeah. then to sort of figure out like what path to go down to to have that. Because I think the biggest piece of then following down that path and pursuing that type of life is it feels good. Like it just feels better and you have more success. Well, and I think the feelings matter that we talk about this a lot too, that we truncate our feelings. We're like, oh, just endure the pain and and that's the way we have to live, but it's not. And when you choose that, so that's why it does come back to choice. I think, you know, one of the first things that comes to my mind and around what you were just saying, Stephanie, is the container. I think so often, especially people that are socially conscious, like the work you're doing, you know, is making a difference in other people's lives. So we want to show up for others in a really good way. And we want to also be successful. So we pour our lives into something and we're not many, most of us on this planet, we're not one thing. We, we have many things that we want to live for, you know, whether it's family, travel, music, dancing. I mean, I don't know what your hobby is, whatever it is, you know, you probably have that desire. And then that's that good feeling you're talking about, Stephanie. And I think the first thing I think many, <laughs> you know, CEO founders and entrepreneurs, we, uh, including myself, I'm going to include myself in this. I made the mistake of just allowing myself to work indefinitely. Like there's so much work to do. And let's just also, uh, hopefully we can all agree in business, there's an infinite amount of potential work. Like it's mm -hmm. infinite. We can always make things better. We can always improve. We can always grow more. So where is the line? And I think in more business, more life, one of the first rules that we all have to do is to have a line and say, okay, I'm going to leave work at this time. And at first you think, oh my gosh, this is going to be counterproductive. Like if I leave, I'm not going to get as much done. But what happened for me, Stephanie, and for everyone listening is that I then had to work smarter. It literally, if forced me to say, okay, I'm going to get, I need to get certain things done. Now, what it did is it remade me focus my priorities and things that weren't yeah. as important had to fall off. And there are things that I would normally have done and let my time be consumed by them. And so it just, again, it made me work smarter. So that's simple fact. So anyone listening right now, one of the number one things you can do is put a container because when you have infinite amount of time, if, as we think we do, which we don't, uh -huh. none of us have infinity, right? We're all going to perish. We're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, or we could get sick or all these things, right? So the best thing we do is take care of ourselves. The best way we could take care of ourselves is to give time off. Best the way to get time off is to, to allow that and to put in a container and then two things happen. One, we get that better life and that feeling good that you're talking about, Stephanie. Uh -huh. And there's a lot to that feeling good. We could right. break that down in so many ways right now. 
And then the other part is that we actually force ourselves to work smarter. And if we don't draw that line, no one's going to draw it for us. Like we have the ability and the power to do that and to control our schedule and to make our day and therefore our life be what we want it to be. But we do have to choose that because I can see how that is. And we have clients too. One of our clients I can think of, you know, when she started working with us, she would work from eight in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. And she was very successful and she was very productive and getting a lot done, but she didn't have time to do some of the things that she wanted to, you know, to meditate, to garden, to be with her significant other, all of that. And it was just something she thought she had to do. She was trying to prove herself. But as she started pairing that back and creating containers for the things that she wanted to do, she actually started having more success at work. She was happier, improved the relationship with her significant other, and she started being able to add in all these things that she really wanted with her life and was able to find more joy. And it was just proof. I mean, I've done it myself and I've seen other do others do it, but just time and time again, when people do follow that practice, it's kind of beautiful what happens because the feeling good part, I think that's what we all want. And we maybe drive forward and we fill up all our time because we want to be productive and and maybe there's some part of that that feels good. Like I'm achieving, I'm accomplishing, I'm doing things. And But you can kind of go a lot of different directions in that way. And like how much impact are we really making if we're working 12, 18 hours a day? And by the end, we're so tired. It's like, I don't even know what I just did. Like I've been working, but what did we actually accomplish? So yeah, it's interesting. It really does. We start, we actually lose energy. And it, a lot of people mm -hmm. think time is the most valuable thing. Time is a very valuable thing. And we are, we do talk about that. We want to gain time and we want to have more time. But actually for me, energy is, is much more important. Yes. And if you think about it, if you have all the time in the world, but you have no energy or you don't have your health, uh, which is a lack of energy in, in a way as well, then we start, you know, we're not enjoying life. And so by doing what we're talking about here, you actually lift your energy level up. So when you show up at, to do an activity, like a quote unquote work activity, you know, or any activity you show up more. And I mean, I've had times where I like must attend a family event, but I burn myself out at work. So, but so much that I'm like a zombie at the family event, mm -hmm. you know, and then, then where I have no energy, how am I really enjoying my family? If I, if I do that. So it's not just showing up at work with full of energy, it's showing up for my family. You know, I once had a speaker that I saw and I, I forget his name and I don't even remember what event it was, but it's just a line mm -hmm. that struck me. One time he brought his daughter to one of his speaking engagements and he did like his best speaking engagement. He like put on the show and, and then they got back in the car and his daughter said, Hey dad, how come you don't have that kind of energy at home? Right. You know, it's like, yeah. and it dawned on him like, wow. I show up 100% for my clients. I show up for my speaking engagements 100%. Well, how am I not showing up for a family? And that's because we literally let ourselves burn out at work and we <laughs> come home with like the flashing empty light on our fuel gauge on our internal <laughs> body when we get home. And sometimes we are already on empty at work and we're working on fumes and we're not even working properly. So it's a disadvantage at work. And you're spending like four to five times the hours to get the same job done. I know personally, I've finally given up, went home to sleep, came back and finished activities in minutes that were taking me hours just because I was completely mentally 
and physically exhausted. So you're losing everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're losing at work and you're losing in your life, your family life, by allowing yourself to operate on fumes, on low energy. Makes so much sense. And why do we do all of that? We do that for our family. We do that to have this life that we want, but then we're not able to have it because we're not making those choices that allow us to have both at the same time. So it makes a lot of sense. You can tell too when you're tired and you've been driving into something or trying to solve for something and it's just not happening. It's like, that's the time to stop. Like take a time out, walk away, whether it's for five minutes, an hour, a day, and then come back to it. And it's, it's a game changer. Like we don't have to keep pushing when it's not right, when it's not right for the task, when it's not right for our own self-care, you know, whatever that is. And I think, you know, that word self-care gets thrown around a lot. We could probably go deep on like, what does that actually mean? But when we are honoring, like taking care of self, taking care of family, our business thrives and we see it all the time. You know, early in my marriage, I was tracking my finances in my business and my wife and I were fighting, you know, we were trying to figure out how to live together and all this in the early parts of our marriage. And when we had big fights, I actually noticed the parallel with my revenue dipping in the business. And I finally brought my spreadsheet home and I was like, showed my wife. I'm like, look, remember when we had that big fight last week? Look at my revenue last week. (laughs) Like, And I started noticing the ups and downs. It was absolutely uh, bringing it to work and taking that dissatisfaction at work back home. And it just wasn't making for happiness and that's where that's why i think joy and our feelings matter and we often overlook this i think life taps us and taps us and then it slaps us so if you want to wait for the slap and i've been slapped and i've been slapped pretty hard because i didn't listen so that's why taking those breaks are even important like as you're bringing up stephanie for our self-care but also for our awareness because when you're exhausted you're not aware you know, that's when we make big mistakes, right? And, you know, I've lost relationships. Like, when I was a complete workaholic, I was a grumpy guy. And I know I, I probably said wrong things, you know, even though my heart was genuine in the relationships, I know some that I said the wrong thing or, you know, I was just so tired, I couldn't think. And then I, you know, words and actions can affect other people. And if we're not aware of, of that, our personal awareness of that, then we can actually say something, even if we didn't mean to hurt someone, we can hurt someone. And when I look back at some of my biggest arguments in my life, the ones that are like so memorable, either whether it's with a family member or a, a close colleague or friend. And I now looking back, I didn't notice for many years, but when I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was when I was finishing this project and I was like sleeping like 90 minutes a night or you know, one huge fight I got in my with my dad, it was like we were just yelling at each other, which is rare because my dad was so passive. My mom was more aggressive. So I, when I was younger, I used to get into it with my mom more than my dad. But so that's probably why I remember this so much. But I was finishing one of our films for a film festival and we had to finish. I didn't sleep for three days, Stephanie. I just, wow. Right, people brought me food to the edit system. I was producing the movie and editing it. So I was doing like all this work oh my gosh. and I literally to meet the deadline and I probably was stupid. Like now looking back, if I would have let myself sleep, I would have got it done. 
I swear, I know now after everything I know, if I would have actually slept even in just six hours, those three days, that would have been 18 hours out of the whole 72 hours. <laughs> I probably would have done a better job, but I worked three days straight. And then I met up with my dad, which was stupid too, because it was already, I was already planning it. And so I, instead of sleeping again, I kept carrying on with life. And then I got <laughs> in a huge fight for no reason. Yeah. It was the stupidest thing. Right. Because patience goes down, like stress goes up, patience goes down and you're upset. And I've had that happen too. And I try to be mindful of that. Like you can tell when I can tell when there's like disruptions or disagreements or things where it's like the conversation and the fights don't even make sense. You're like, that. No. why? Why did that conversation just happen? And it's typically because we're not well, like we're just not, we're not okay. And uh, it's not worth it. And when you talk about energy and time, and if time is the most valuable thing, like it's not worth it to like you're wasting that time with the people in your lives. And that doesn't feel good for you. You're like, that's not me. I'm not that person. Like, yeah. I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want that to happen. But you're making the choice on the front end to put yourself in these situations where you're not taking breaks. And it, that's the result. So yeah. I, was, I would say I was almost probably in a coma. I mean, I like I zombie. I, I think I had I used to take naps. Like I read about uh I forget the guy's name. It was a Japanese uh study, sleep study, and you know, they showed that our you know, our REM and our deep sleep, if you sleep 90 minutes approximately, they said, you know, some people might be 88 minutes. So, I mean, like everyone has their own uh cycle, mm -hmm. but I took that and I, it worked. So when there are days I couldn't sleep much. So I would literally set an alarm for 90 minutes sleep and then wake up and it did work. And so I produced a lot of movies. And if that, that's another industry that I'd like to see change in, because if one, there's a lot of industries that overwork, but the film industry mm -hmm. is like just notorious for this. And, and I, I lived through that. And so like, I would be producing a TV show or movies and, I would sleep very little. So I would do, you know, 90 minutes. So the idea is you do 90 minutes, three hours, four and a half hours, six hours, seven and a half. Cause if you go to eight, then you're out of that. And that's why. So the idea is that if you wake up groggy, it's cause you're in the middle of one of those cycles. So if you time it right, you can wake up with energy. And I did find that to work, but it also was a downfall because 90 minutes of sleep is, is not enough. My wife was doing uh, research and there's some study about car accidents it was it wasn't all about car accidents but it was bringing a couple of very important things and they said that uh they were, they were interviewing people that had recently gotten a car accident i can't remember how many people but i think there was like they got into the hundreds of the interviewing people around that number so this might not be conclusive evidence but all the people that were in the accidents had slept six hours or less so they're yeah. just showing, they're trying to correlate the study. And I don't know if there's further research on this. This was like many years ago. So maybe it's something to look up, but they were starting to find some evidence that if people slept seven and a half or more hours, they were more cognitive. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's like an intoxication when you're sleep deprived, when you're tired. So why we don't drink and drive and shouldn't drive if we're on low sleep either. Or well, drive so, our business. Yeah. yeah. Or our families, right? And, you know, and I, I'm yes. just going to add to that. And then if I cut you off, Stephanie, I apologize. No, I, I, um, you know, you think about people say, I used to say this too. Like people said, 
life is for living and I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I used to believe mm-hmm. that. I used to believe that. It was part of my belief system. And oh my gosh, when you when people look at pictures of me in my 20s and then they compare it to pictures of my 30s, I actually look younger in my 30s because I started sleeping again. I started sleeping mm-hmm. again. And I would, I, I, I don't have any exact numbers here, but just from all of my learning, I would say that you probably live longer. So if you're worried about losing time, you might lose time by not sleeping. I mean, you might lose your life, right? If you're uh-huh. doing anything with power tools or driving a car or, or any of those things, or even on a movie set, I mean, sometimes we're hanging, rigging lights off ceilings and all and many of the people have all kinds of safety precautions in there, but there's a reason we should stop working and we should sleep just from safety, but then just even bring it back. If you want to be more successful, I believe you'll be more successful when you actually give yourself rest. You're going to be smarter. You're going to get more done. You're it's, it's, I, I met a meditation teacher in Australia once and they said, well, if you don't meditate, take longer showers because you need mm-hmm. time to think. So these are the things where more business comes from having more life. So it's it feels somewhat like when people come to us, they feel like it's an oxymoron because it's like, okay, we're going to get more done, but you have to take more breaks first. So you there you are, you're a very active person and you have a ton to do. Your to-do list is 10 miles long. And what do you do? Well, you take a break and people look at me and they're like, what? I just came to you because I'm stressed out because I can't get anything done. And I'm like, yep, take a break, come back and let's reprioritize your list. But before we reprioritize your list, what time do you want to go home? Mm -hmm. Because then we know, so this is like tactic. Like if you're taking notes while you're listening to this podcast, the first thing you do is tell yourself, when am I going to go home? And what I found is I like to call it plan your fun first. If you actually plan something fun, like if you plan a date night or uh, a mm-hmm. one-to-one time with one of your children, or or if it's for you personally, maybe you want to take music lessons, or you want to learn a foreign language, or you want to paint and you just want to get a canvas and and start painting again, or writing, or whatever it is, book that time for yourself. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes we'll deny ourselves our own pleasure. So the best thing you can do is book it with someone else. So if you're going to, if you want to paint, go take a painting class. So you have to show up for it and you paid for it. Like I have uh-huh. to do that sometimes. I have to pay for something. So I'm like, I'm going, you better bet I'm going. I paid for this, right? <laughs> it's uh, harder to cancel yeah. when you've committed. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. did that help you? Like when you plan your fun first, uh, did that help you achieve more in your business? Yes. I think I started doing that very small, like just having little things to look forward to and to book that time. And it sounds kind of like, okay, fun, joy, it should be spontaneous. We should just, but if you actually get organized with it and then start thinking, like looking ahead, okay, every week I want to have one fun thing to look at. And maybe it's like, if I get all this done at the end of the week, I'm going to reward myself with this, but you don't have to wait for that. There's a lot of little things you can do. Like today I decided, okay, I'm going to take my kids to the movies tonight. Like we don't do that very often. There's something they've been wanting to see. So we're going to go. And so I plan that. And because that's on my calendar, it's allowed me to work backwards and say, okay, but if I want to get done all these things that are on my to-do list, how am I going to prioritize that? Like what is the most important thing that gets done today? And then how am I going to 
schedule out the rest of the things so those still get done, it just forces you to be a little bit more strategic about your calendar and how you're how you're prioritizing tasks, how you're scheduling meetings. It just it doesn't change your output or your ability to be successful or to maintain what you want from a business perspective, but it does push you to be a little bit more strategic about how to and how and when to get those things done so you can fit in the fun. And then it makes things more enjoyable. Like, how do you feel when you know you have something fun scheduled for the end of the day? You're more excited about the day. You're even more present in your meetings because you know that you have something to look forward to. So it's, I would say, to do it all the time, like even little things on a daily basis or bigger things on a weekly or a monthly basis that might be more of a reward for job well done. Then I took it to like the whole year. At the beginning of the year, I printed out a whole calendar and I was like, okay, better have something fun planned every single month, whether it was with my spouse or a trip or something like that. And it just, it just changes the whole trajectory of your life. Like, yes, from a business, from an enjoyment standpoint, but also from a productivity standpoint, because then you have to figure out how to make it all exist at once. And it's very possible. And you become more successful. It's, yeah. it's like a good pressure. We put we yes. put pressure on ourselves for deadlines. And this is mm-hmm. like just moving the deadline so that yeah. you put that good pressure on you. Like, you know, some of my most creative moments were with the most constraint. Mm-hmm. As an independent filmmaker, you know, there were things in the script that we just couldn't afford to do. And at first you're, you're really sad. You're like, oh, we can't get this or that. We're not going to be able to put this in the movie. And some of those scenes, as we rewrote them based on our budgetary constraints, became some of the best scenes in the movie because we had to get further creative. How are we going to get this Mm -hmm. done? Right. Which goes back to that prioritization you're talking about, Stephanie. It forces you to say, okay, well, if I'm going to go to the movies with my kids, how am I going to get this done? And what is my objective? It actually makes you go back to the objective. So now if you have mm-hmm. 20 things on your to-do list, it makes you say, okay, well, what really needs to get done? Like yeah. what's actually going to make the business more money? What's actually going to help the clients? And then mm-hmm. you actually get rid of all the things that aren't necessary. You can literally eliminate things. I thought that was never possible. I'm like, yeah, all this stuff has to get done. But then when you actually say, okay, I only have this much time, then you look at the list again and you're like, I don't need to do this. Yeah, it would be nice, but nope. Cut sure. it off, cut it off, cut it off until you get to the most poignant things that are going to move the needle. No, I like to check boxes. And so I can see how looking at a list and saying, well, I, these are all important. But that actually, when you just said that, made me realize like that was, I think, one of the biggest learnings that I had right away when I started sort of implementing this or trying this approach out in my business and my life was what is the most important thing that needs to get done every day? And then make sure that that's first. So if things happen, as things come up, because I think we hear that a lot from our clients, right? Well, this fire happened and this thing came up and this thing came up. So I had to push off the most important thing. And and then it happens all the time. Well, we can't, we need to figure out, like you said, whether it's for the project, for the day, whatever it is, like what is the most important thing that needs to get done? And if it's building the business, then it's, you know, what's the revenue driving activity is like, what is my business development look like? That needs to be done first. And also taking into consideration, like when do we feel the best during our day? 
When do we have the most energy? When are we the most sharp and focused? And to get those things done and then to figure out, you know, if you have something on your list and this also goes back to like right sizing your list, right? If you have 25 things done, but some of those things can be done the next day or next week, it makes you look at that too and figure out, okay, does this all have to get done today? Is it important for me to push off my family time and the things that I want to do to get done this thing that actually doesn't have to be done until next week? So that was huge for me. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast and Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. Somehow as entrepreneurs and and leaders, we, you know, imagine if you're going to your favorite pizza shop and you get there and you're going to eat this pizza and you get in, it smells great. And then you proceed to stuff the whole pizza in your mouth till the point where you're choking. And now people are trying to save you and you can't breathe. And then you finally get it out of your mouth and you're breathing again. Chances are you're going to take a smaller bite the next Uh time, right? And how come as entrepreneurs and founders and leaders in our businesses, we keep stuffing the pizza in our mouth every single day until we can't breathe. And then we wonder why we're not having the success at the level we want. Maybe we are. I mean, see, the thing is with people with this much tenacity, they are getting results. They're doing so many activities. Results (laughs) are happening. But I've now done this now for decades uh, over this evolution and definitely in the last 10 years, the myself included and the businesses I've worked with that have done this uh, have have tripled, doubled, tripled and a few quadrupled their productivity by doing this because now not only are are you. Well, it's, it's beyond you're getting the life that you want, but you are being so laser focused. Like Stephanie's saying, you're getting the most important things done. And then those results are much more fruitful. And so it, again, it comes back to the good pressure. I often think of the movie Apollo 13. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw that with Tom Hanks and they're in the capsule. So if you don't know the Apollo 13 story, the capsule goes, this is actually history, but then they made a movie about it and built all, uh, you know, uh, some fictitious parts to it, but a lot of it there, they were bringing the capsule back. And I don't know what part of this is part of the true story or in the movie with Tom Hanks, but they, they decided, okay, they found a way that they could get the capsule back down to earth and bring the astronauts back. However, they were going to run out of oxygen and they're all going to be dead because they couldn't breathe because they they were going to lose oxygen because they had not planned on the capsule being up in space as long. So then I remember the scene in the movie, they had all these engineers at NASA, I believe it was in Houston, and they came in with a box and the other engineers said, okay, these are all the parts that we can do without and bring the capsule back safely. And they dump it out on the table and they're like, you have to make an air filter out of this. This is what you have. Uh-huh. And they did it. They did it. You know, and, and I only bring that up. Maybe that's not always going to be possible, but sometimes when the, when you, this is what you have to work with, 
It, uh-huh. it really does. Like, and I think you can't understand this until you actually try it, like to fully experience this. You have to give yourself permission to just try this out. Like give yourself the time to go do the hobbies, to do the things you want. One, like Stephanie said, it's going to bring joy back in your life. But then two, it's going to make you think, how do I fit in what I need to do? And then go back to your objectives. What is most important? What's the thing that needs to happen? Instead of having like 20 things on your to-do list, what are the one or two things that need to be done today so that I can be successful? And that's uh, that's why that Apollo 13 scene works. Cause, and it was life or death, right? So the pressure was on. It's like, there these astronauts are going to die or we're going to figure this out. And you could say that this is life or death, right? I mean, if we're going to let ourselves work ourselves to death, then uh-huh. really, in a way, it's not too far-fetched to think, hey, if we don't start living, if we don't start bringing joy, if we don't slow down and work smarter, not harder, we are going to have a consequence. This is so. one of those ways. I think work smarter, not harder is not a new concept, but it's like, what are what are the strategies? Like, What are the tactics that are very simple that we can add that we can actually have that. And it's just these, they might sound like small things. They might sound like so simple, like plan your fun first. It sounds like, okay, that's cool. That's a cool thing that I, you know, saying or whatever, but to actually do it makes huge change. I mean, it's huge. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable change. And it's just giving yourself permission. And if you're skeptical, I would say, just try it. I mean, they just try. One what do day. you have to lose? Yeah. What do you have to do? Is try for one day or one week. One week. And yeah. what? And then see what changes in your life occur. The woman that you're talking about that was working really long hours, you know, it's so interesting because then when you start working less, then, you know, the first thing you have to say is, okay, well, what is your objective? Like, what is your goal? Like, what are you trying to do? And then you figure out what to do. And and you're absolutely correct. Her her productivity went up and she reached her goals faster with l- less hours because we were able to focus on the things uh-huh. that were making that happen instead of a whole bunch of stuff, a few things making it work, but we're doing all this extra work that wasn't actually as important or could be delegated. There's a whole every every business is gonna be different. But it just comes back to examination. Instead of just taking it the way it is, start asking questions. Well, what other ways could I do this? How else can I get this done? You know, I think sometimes we get uh-huh. so committed to the one path that, that even though it hurts, we forget that there are other roads. Just like GPS, if there's an accident or or a road closure, GPS says, we've found, we've located a quicker route. Would you like to accept it? And, you know, most of us are like, no, this is the one I'm on. And we don't even notice that that these other options Mm -hmm. are there. Right. Well, sometimes it's more comfortable to travel down the path that is known, even if it's uncomfortable. Because we know that path. We know there's not, if we veer and try something new and try to go a new way, anything can happen. Even if it's a better idea, or even if it's, been proven that it's better it's like we have to know that for ourselves we have to test it and figure it out even when you were talking about you know what we have 20 things we want to do but what are the one or two things that are the main thing that are going to help us achieve our objective 
if we set out to do those things and then we accomplish those things in a day, because we will, because it's the right amount of things and it's moving the ball forward and it's making the greatest impact, that feels better. Like it does not feel good to end the day and still have all these things undone that you wanted to do. It doesn't make you feel successful. And when we we do accomplish the things that we've set out to do, it we feel success and we can celebrate that at the end of the day. And then that perpetuates more feelings of success and more actual success. So I think there really is something to do with how it feels and how you continue to build momentum with success on top of success on top of success. But it does go back to the examination. Like we have to look at that every day to see if we're, if we have the right objectives, if we're filling our day correctly with the business and the life, and then how did that go? And then how do we make new decisions and how do we just keep improving that every single day? And I'm sure, you know, successful people, entrepreneurs, our clients, they're doing that to some degree. Like, how do we tweak that even further to get those results that we want? So I guess my question for you is like, when did you figure out that that's what it needed to be? Like how that examination piece of it, like when did that hit for you that that was such a big part of having this? Well, I think it was when I met my mentor, like, so at about age 31, I had done 12 hard years of being an entrepreneur yeah i created my own jail i really did i i locked myself up and the business is growing and from and from the outside you're getting cheered for all your endeavors and so it wants it allows you to keep going and all those but then to your question i got dragged to a workshop and and it was a three-day workshop and someone bought a ticket for me I said I wasn't going to go. Then they bought a ticket and it was non-refundable. And they're a friend of mine. So I I showed up planning to leave. I was like, okay, I'm going to show up and I'm getting the heck out of here. I'm definitely not staying three days. And the first speaker spoke and it just hit me right in the heart. Like it was almost like I was, uh, they were talking directly to me. I don't know if you've ever been in a big room or been with speakers and and there's like hundreds of people in the room, but it feels like they're talking to you. That's how this man made me feel. And he was saying all the things and had gone through some similar traumas that I had I've been going through, but he had found a way out. And two things came from that. One, I met my mentor. So I did end up working with this man. And then two, I realized I had not taken a break. So the actual three-day event, forced me to take a break and rethink things and and get out a notebook and write down ideas and and listen to other people's ideas and you know I look back it wasn't like I did nothing I was reading books I was you know learning I was advancing my marketing capabilities and my filmmaking capabilities but I wasn't enhancing my mindset so it was my first step into personal growth personal growth is taking awareness back to the question you're saying we have to be aware of ourselves uh in order to choose to make some change some decision because when we're not aware of what's causing us pain we tend to just keep doing it we're totally not aware that's why they say you, <laughs> you don't know what you don't know right and so taking that moment and so through this mentor i also learned to uh meditate and that was the next step, right? So first, it's just taking time to think 
to be around other people and strategize around my business. Before that, it was all action. I would get a new idea, take action. I'll do a new idea, take action, no matter what. And even sometimes I knew that they were not going to work. It was kind of like an action lottery, right? Like I'm going to take action on all these things. One of them is going to work and we're going to be good. But there's a ton of effort on that. So then when I was able to step back, give myself pause, you know, start journaling, like writing things down, things I would have never given myself because what did it take, Stephanie? Time. I had to like give myself time to write things down and then say, wait a minute, this isn't a good idea. Let's not even do that. Why waste all those hours? And yeah, I achieved a lot of things in my 20s. I did have a level of achievement. That's what allowed me to keep doing it because I think there was no achievement. I would have stopped earlier. Jim Collins says it in Good to Great, the book Good to Great. Uh, the it's really hard to go from good to great. Good is what they say, the enemy of great, because when it's good, it's like, okay, let's just keep going. Uh, that's why when you hear a lot of turning uh, stories, it's like someone had a really bad and then they have it really great because bad was not acceptable in, in good. We can accept some things and we'll endure things, even though it's not great. That's what they talk about a lot. Jim Collins talks about that. We have to be willing to not accept good. We have to, if we want greatness, we want our life to be great. And so then to take it one last step further to to further answer your question, we have to actually notice one thing that I found. I didn't know this, but I thought, and I think many of us often think personal growth is becoming better. And maybe you can define it as that. But what I really found out is there was actually letting go of all the things I wasn't supposed to do so I could actually be my true self. So instead of like adding things to be better, which is what I thought, oh, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to add this to my life and I'm going to add this. It was actually letting go of the things I wasn't meant to be. Uh, The things I thought I was supposed to be usually put on from peers from community, from modern society, like, oh, everyone has to do this thing. When you can actually step back and question, is that for me? Is that really me? And then I really realized over a 10-year period through my 30s of personal growth, I actually let myself be Steve, like just actually be me and let go of all the stigmatisms and dogma Mm -hmm. of what society tells us to be. And then let myself, and that all was self-awareness in inches, right? Like I just had to get myself Uh five or 10 minutes to journal, five or 10 minutes to sit with my thoughts, uh, whether you want to call it meditation or just sitting and, you know, looking, uh, sit outside and watch a tree and listen to the breeze and see what birds come in and out of the, out of your vision area where you're looking. Or like I said, that Australian that said, take longer showers, you know, and the reason they say that is because a lot of people, I, I don't know if you ever heard, and maybe you've heard on other podcasts, people say, oh my gosh, I was taking a shower and I thought of this. It's, you know, a lot of times our ideas come from peace and quiet. So ultimately to sum this long story up is I was forced. That's what's so crazy, Stephanie. Here I am teaching this stuff and I wouldn't have chose it. Someone dragged me to a workshop to take pause. And, you know, I could say, I wish I would have chose that sooner. I know as part of my story, I was meant to go through those 12 years of pain so that I could feel how good it feels to have the other side and maybe be this teacher. Because now I can firmly say, wow, 
life is so much better and I'm getting uh-huh. more results, having more success, being a better person, being a better husband, being a better father, being a better friend, you know, and in this case, being a better teacher because I've lived it. It's not like I had this 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 is my life and why and probably if i had it this way my whole life i would say what's wrong with all of you like you know? uh-huh. right <laughs> the compassion the understanding and that's the thing you can relate to people who have been in that mindset and there's many you know so many people are in that um like we talked about it before just that hus- that hustle culture and it's because we think that's what we're supposed to do and like you said from the outside looking in it looks like you're achieving, it looks like you're having success, but you can even compare that to like social media. We put on the pretty, right? Like we put on, and some people, not everybody, like some people share the struggle. And I think more and more of that is coming to light. Like this is, this is real life. This is social media and this is how things really are. And it's so much more relatable, you know, to be able to relate to the struggle and then the overcoming or the like figuring out how to move away from that unwanted state into what we do desire. And to also realize that we have to, we have to state that we have to say what it is that we want. And how do you even know what that is? Unless you, like you said, pause and take that break. We got to figure it out and it changes all the time. It's not like what we want did five years ago is what we want today. Sometimes it changes daily for me <laughs> but yeah. it definitely changes as you're in these seasons of your life and in seasons of your business you know it's we're always moving forward yeah with all this how, what what would you say helped you take the first step or, or or maybe it's both like if someone's listening what would you say would be your recommended first step and then how did you take that first step maybe just share that a little bit First step towards choosing my life, that one. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's it. I mean, like, well, we're talking about this whole progression of yeah. choosing your life. Like, actually, the whole premise of this is to design the life you want, like what experiences you want, and then mm-hmm. build your business or your abundance around that. So we're flip-flopping it. But in doing so, yeah. we actually give us more poignant, like more potent attention to our businesses. So we do actually, like in this case, the people that uh-huh. do more business and more life, they actually achieve more business. They actually grow well. they actually have their life. And I think that it's actually the whole recipe, you know, just having more work, more work, more work to have success. You can have some success, but I feel you have greater success when you take both. And so I guess that's uh-huh. the question, like this whole both, this more business and more life, how you know, and we're talking about like taking ownership of our time as the, one of the number one factors. That's kind of what, that's kind of what this podcast turned out to be today. What was the first step for you to like start owning your time? Because it's not so straightforward always to just give ourselves permission to go do fun things or take another vacation. I mean, so how did you work that through in your mind to give yourself permission to to choose life and then implement these strategies in your business so you could have more success. Well, it might sound silly, but like the first thing was to get a mentor, to get some help, to, you know, to partner with someone who 
knew the way and could support me as I tried to figure it out. I mean, I think as you're talking about good to great, I went from bad to good. And then I just, I still wasn't happy. I wanted great. And I knew that. I knew that's what I wanted for my life. And I won't go into too much detail about the bad to the good, but um, I showed up. I showed up to a more business, more life event. And for me, it was, it changed my life. Just even being, like you said, in that room, being at an event where people were asking me what I wanted, like, what is it that you would like? And nobody really takes the time to ask you that, like, really. I think people say, how are you? And how's it going? And what are you what are your goals maybe, but nobody really asks you what you would like out of not just business, but life at the same time. I think you can go to workshops and you can do things where you can figure out how to further your business, but to actually have that go together. I mean, it's what it's all about, but there was magic in that for me. And so I think that was the step one. And then to be, I don't know if it's forced, but to be in a room where you, you did force yourself to look at what you wanted. Like, how do I grow my business? How do I have what I want in my life? And then to start taking those steps. But the the biggest thing for me to really start implementing it like on a day-to-day basis was how we teach to plan tomorrow today. Yeah. At the end of every day to assess and review, like we're talking about your day. How did it go? What did I accomplish? What am I going to do next? And then to sort of have that download allowed me to, for one, be more effective in my day, but then also be more effective in my life afterwards to just shut off work and not just walk away from work, but to like mentally walk away from work and know that I had everything lined up for the next day so I could sit down at my desk and I was going to be fine. Like to sort of unburden myself of that mental load just allowed me to have the both, I guess. It's it's so yeah. true because so often yeah. we leave work thinking about work and, yes. you know, there, there's that, that, you know, that's been said many times, like you're at home thinking about work and when you're at work, you're thinking about home and the 100%. writing things down before you leave work. So, you know, what you're going to do the next day allows you to kind of compartmentalize it. For me, it did. Mm-hmm. So then I can literally relax at home you know, just be with my family or whatever activity I'm going to do, knowing that I already know, I already have a plan for tomorrow. It's when we don't have a plan, then uh, you're at home and you're, then all these thoughts come back into your head. And some of us, and I did this, you would go back to the laptop and mm-hmm. get back, get back to work. Cause you're like, Oh, right. I forgot this one thing. Forgot the thing. Mm-hmm. So then you're yep. not, you're not, again, you're not making uh, rules. So there are rules uh, for yourself. It's for good, for like uh, helping you actually have a family life, actually have, mm-hmm. even if it's not family, a personal life. And that those joys, like going and seeing uh, a play or going and seeing the symphony or going out to a comedy night or listening to music or doing like a, a sip and paint, have, have they been popular, right? Like have a mm-hmm. glass of wine and go paint. Yeah. All those things actually make us better in business. Because you're going to you break away. Like sometimes I've had so many radical ideas from something that is complete opposite. Like could be from a camping trip, being in nature, and you realize mm-hmm. that you can do things differently. And so taking that break actually helps our brain be able to rest enough to think in a better way. When you're not trying to find the answer, sometimes is when it comes. Boom. Oh. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
So I guess ultimately everyone just needs to give themselves permission to try some of these things out. You know, like you said mm -hmm. earlier, Stephanie, they are so simple. And I've often said they're so simple that you 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 might pass on it because you're like, yeah. oh, that's just too simple. Like we again, that's another dogma. We've been, you know, this thought that if it's easy, if it's not complex, if it's not hard, if it's not painful, then we're not going to gain from it. The whole no pain, no gain. But that's not true. Like there are simple things that can give us huge gains if you'll let yourself have them. How good is it? You know, like when now I, and knowing you, Stephanie, you can walk your kids to school. You can enjoy them, like go to the movie night, all those things, and have your career coming, you know, to, you know, some of the highest peaks in, in, you know, in the last several years since you've made the changes, you've become, you know, a million dollar saleswoman year after year, not just like one time, but consistently having more results while you're enjoying your family at a much higher level. What would you say has been like a trophy moment like if you could i don't know if there's one to pick out but like is there a moment mm -hmm. in the recent past where you just noticed you're like wow i'm like choosing my life and it feels so good i think it happens over time and i sometimes i still pinch myself it's like oh my gosh is this my life now i never thought that it could be like this and feel so natural and organic and good and I think I'm just grateful every day for like some of the freedom I think that it's given me and that I I can have that time. I mean, that is like looking back, my kids are a little bit older, so they're starting to want to walk themselves to school. And I'm like, but wait, I want to go with you. Uh, it was like the best part of my day, like just starting your day that way and being there for them, being able to walk them to school, like some of the best. I, I don't know, just be and being able to be present in that moment, like not having to rush back to my office to feel like I had to do something, but to carve that in and to say that's what I wanted and then to have it. I don't know if there's a trophy moment, but if I just have to look back, just being able to to do that, to make those choices and to do those things that I wanted to do, and then be able to come back to my work and be able to work with clients and and grow my business in that way. I don't know. It's not the best answer, but all of it, <laughs> all yeah, of it all is of great. It, uh, all of no, that. No, I think I think that's a great answer. I think that's a great answer. And it is the little things, you know. Sometimes as parents, um, we think that has to be this gigantic moment for our kids to remember. Uh -huh. But sometimes the smallest memory wouldn't even think that it's so lasting and in our children's minds. And it's just being there for them, you know. It, it's really yeah. that, and so being present. Um, uh, you know, and for me, that's, I think that's a great place to end this podcast is for today, this episode, you know, it's so, I don't think there's a coincidence that present as in the present time is spelled exactly the same as present, a gift that is given. What greater gift is there in the world than our present time right now? It, this, it, and when you can actually not be regretting the past and you can not be wishing for the future and you can literally be grateful for this moment right now that is the greatest mm -hmm. gift in the world true 
And that's what we're looking for, more presence in our life, which is more time, more present moments in our life, and and more energy to live in those present moments. And that's what all of this work that we're talking about today, these actions, these simplifications of our life and our business bring. So I appreciate this time with you, Stephanie, and I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it. I hope maybe you got some nuggets of thoughts, uh, some simple things that you could take into your life. And we'd love to hear, like, so please comment, uh, let us know, uh, share on social media, share this podcast with someone else you think needs it, and definitely give us some feedback, you know, like to let us know what the greatest part was, what what made the most impact from this episode and what you would like to see in future episodes. What would you like to hear us talk about? We are all ears and we'd love to hear what we can do to add more value in your life and your business. And that's what more business, more life is, right? Let's have more of all of it in a good way. And I just want to leave you with these final thoughts. As always, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.